Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Uh, Charlie, it looked like Manoa's velocity was down a little bit early on in the game. Was something wrong? No, there was nothing wrong. We did ask because any time you know you don't see somebody's best fast, but you always ask. He, he was fine. Uh, he, he was fine. His arm is fine. He just today he didn't have his best fast roll, which is it. Yeah, he did get to 94, 95 at one time, but yeah, but he didn't have his best fast roll for sure. Alec, it seemed the velo was down a couple of ticks early in the game, but then it came back up. What was the difference between early and later on? I absolutely have no clue. There you go. It was fine. He was fine. Everything's fine. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Hello on Sportsnet 360. Hi, Mom, if you're watching. Oh, you know she's watching. Huh? I think she's watching. So here we are. We're at the 81 game mark. Halfway through the season, Kevin Barker. Uh, the Oakland Athletics beating the Toronto Blue Jays 5-1. to one. Why are you laughing? It's just, I haven't I'm even sorry. said that was Charlie Montoyo. And Alec Manoa talking about... They got all the answers. Alec Manoa's, <laughs> Alec Manoa's results last night against the worst hey. team in baseball history. Oh, say it. Uh, losing 5-1 to the Oakland Athletics. Okay, let's just... Uh, let's try... We'll talk about... I really don't want to talk about that. There was not... There was nothing going on in that game. I want to talk about the Jays at the 81 game mark. And I want to see what fans think about where they are. What are the Jays right now? Okay, well... we'll We'll run we'll run through some numbers in a minute. The numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits later in the show. And if you can text us, text us at 590-590. Uh, what did I just say? Everybody's laughing in the back. Did I say something silly? Okay. That worries me. Sometimes... Anyhow, 590-590 is the... uh, If you had, I would have laughed right at you. You probably would have. Absolutely. You probably would have. Let's, let's, uh, well, let's talk about last night, first of all. (laughs) I thought you weren't going to. Well, we have to. We have to touch, because it was a later game, and, Uh, and, you know... Well, you texted me afterwards, so you made it through it. uh, It's two hours and 30 minutes. I got news for you, bud. How about that? I made it through it all right. I can handle that. Tonight's going to be, tonight's going to be a challenge. The only reason I didn't you watch think so? the only reason I watched the end of that sucker last night was because our Netflix thing was down. So oh, I, I was ready to turn it off. You weren't reading? No, I was ready to turn it off. I, I get I, I get to the point where I just there are games I can't watch because I just get pissed off mm-hmm. and then I don't sleep. And last night's game was one of those games where I was just yeah. You didn't want to watch Cole Irvin carve up I the Toronto Blue Jays? I did not want to watch Cole Just Irvin carve them up. Carve up the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> that shouldn't laugh. Alec Manoa, though. That, that I mean, the only thing I want to focus on out of that game, and look, we know it was an emotional time for the Blue Jays, obviously, with with uh, the things that, that Mark Budzinski and his family are going through. They had, they had a flight to the West Coast. I mean, there are mm. extenuating circumstances here. There are... Um, I mean, there's just, there are times you're around a team where there's just kind of a, 
it, it it's it's hard to explain that it, it's almost as if there's just a, a just kind of a lull um you really got that sense you really got that sense yesterday but but let's focus on Alec Manoa because look we know the state of the Blue Jays starting pitching right now you say Kikuchi you say Kikuchi against the world tonight <laughs> you laugh and uh, Kevin Gossman, yeah. I don't think he's going to make his next start. Doesn't sound based like it. on that that injury. So Thomas Hatch. There could be a whole lot of Casey Lawrencing and Thomas Hatch going on for the Blue Jays. Please try to. Keep, I don't know why I'm laughing. Please so try much to keep today. it down to try to keep it down to a dull roar at least. All right. Let me. Let me get <laughs> my, my Alec bad. Manoa, five runs, four earned. His velocity average ninety two point four. Charlie is right. You heard the clip from Charlie Montoya, the Blue Jays manager earlier. He did hit ninety four ninety five. But he gave up uh, harder contact than he normally does, and mm-hmm. he did max out. I think Charlie said 95. I, I saw 94 in a, in a tick. So uh, what did you make of Alec Manoa? You, I, and I know you texted me during the game, and your first response, in the, or your first question in the first inning was, why is he throwing 91? Mm-hmm. What did you make of that? Any concern at all on your part from what we, can I, can what I, we saw? Can I go... This okay. Well, I mean, there, there's every time he goes out. The last three starts, every time he walks to the mound, they're they're asking him to do things that he's probably not capable of doing an entire season. And I know it's Oakland. And Oakland, what, what going into yesterday, they they had lost 25 out of their last 29 home games. I I, I say that out loud. I, you like see, I just that did. lineup was lie? that lineup is pathetic. Good. That lineup really is so bad. There, other than maybe uh, than the catcher. Sean Murphy, I don't know if there's anybody in that team you'd trade for. Hey, Tony Kemp. It's not moving uh, the needle. Ramon Laureano. Ah. Good defensively. Like, that is a bad team. At least Baltimore's got a couple of guys you would consider trading for, right? Yeah, you're not going to tune in. You're not. You're, they're not remote stoppers, is your point. Alec Manoa, look, I, well, we wondered. I came on here a couple of starts ago and said he's due for one. Like, what's it going to look like? And I'll, I'll be honest with you. If this is the worst that That's it's going to look when he's, at, when he's at his worst. That's pretty at 91, good. 92, I'm going to take it. Yep. I, 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 just, I think expectations with him are just sometimes not realistic. Like, it's, it's, it's not realistic for a guy that's trying to figure out the marathons of a, a big league season. And, oh, by the way, you're expected, because your managers came out and said, we need an unbelievable start from him in his next start. What's different? Like, I... It's just sometimes you, you you gotta you know take a step back and go the, the the he's a kid he's trying to find his way he's in uncharted territories uh, the mental grind that he has to go just look at the last three starts the Yankees Milwaukee and Boston he's throwing harder he had three different haters mm-hmm. uh, the expectations going into those three starts were just off the charts uh, the the buzz around the conversations when he walks to the mound what what he's expected to do is just again. It's not fair, and I'm going to be the guy that comes on here and says it's not fair. Well, he's he's it's just really not. He's he's emerged because of what Kevin Gossman went through with whatever it was tip tip pitching, pitch tipping, or mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was because of Jose Barrios's situation. Because you say Kikuchi, as you say Kikuchi, uh, he, he. I mean, Alec Manoa is Alec Manoa is the ace of the staff right now. Hey, we asked the question. Playoff game, one game, winner take all today. Who's pitching for you? It's Alec Manoa. Unless it's the Red Sox. Unless it's the Red Sox, in which case it's Kevin Gossman. Mm-hmm. But other than that, other than that, it's it's Alec Manoa. And look, 
he, he's a horse. He's a big dude. Loves the spotlight. He'll take the ball. That good stuff. He's also getting to the point where he's going to have pitched a lot of innings, and they're not. They have not always been the most efficient innings in baseball history. And and this is boy, I'm almost talking myself into thinking that they need to trade for another starter. They need to trade for a lot of things. They scored one Close. run, Jeff. One run. One run. I mean, I, Cole Irvin, give him credit. He had a plan going in, elevate the heater first time through. What do you throw? I, I, I wrote it down because I didn't really have anything else to do. Uh, the first time through, he threw 30 pitches. He got nine outs. He got five flyouts. He had one K. He threw the same pitch over and over for the first 30 pitches. That was an elevated heater because he knew that a lineup that's very aggressive, that would overswing, that was out and around, that took big daddy hacks, that were trying to pull baseballs against a lefty, that weren't trying to take what he what he would give them, got themselves out a ton and got him in a groove. And second time through, it was hard in, soft away. Mm-hmm. It's it's not secrets here that a we talk about how good this lineup should be and how good it's been in June and July. They're not the easy the hardest lineup sometimes to pitch to. If you got a guy that has a game plan and his misses are decent, they're going to be very aggressive. They're going to overswing. They're not going to. They're not going to take what the pitcher gives. The, a lot of them. I hate to say this, and I've watched a lot of the Blue Jays lineup have a real big issue of going the other way. Like, how many times have you seen them shorten up, use the lower half, throw the barrel at the baseball, hit a ball to right center? A lot. It's all Alejandro. It's all, all, it's all. It's one guy. Uh, one guy. Curtis Curiel Jr.'s done it a bit. That's not fair to say that that they have they have an issue going the opposite way. They we've seen times when Bo Bichette does that inside. That's is it enough? I don't know if it's enough, but I think that's to to say that they. To say that they have a, have an issue going the other way, I do. I don't. I just. I don't buy that. I. I seem to see them going the other way an awful lot now. Is that a strength? I, I like. I look at it the other way. Uh, I, I'd really like to see some guys get up there and pull, start pulling balls. Hmm. I mean, I. You know that. That's that's what I want to see. That that's what I want to see from this team. I, I find them at times to be, when you watch them at the plate. I just, I just find them, they, they look confused at times. It's, it's, it's just weird. They're, even Vladdy, you know, Vladdy's numbers aren't horrible. Mm-mm. And you know, I, but I always feel, well, I mean, let's look at, let's, this is the thing with the Blue Jays. And the numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 591, triple eight, triple six, zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is a text line. Are you at the 81 game mark? Are you disappointed in this team? Are you surprised? Are they where you thought they'd be? You probably don't know this, but they're actually better this year than they were last year. Mm. Through 81 games last year, they were 43 and 38. They're 44 and 37 right now, and they have had one of the toughest schedules in baseball. That is true. Mm -hmm. Although you're in the American League East, so deal with it. Their run differential this year, though, is plus 20. Their run differential last year was plus 77. And this is the biggest thing, I think, that we have to keep in mind. When we look at the Blue Jays, is our dissatisfaction because of the way they're playing or is it because of the fact that the team they're chasing? They were seven and a half back last year in third place with 43 and 38. They've got one more win this year. 
they're 14 and a half back because you are chasing a team that has been historically good. So you have to provide some context. Let's look at other numbers. Runs per game. 2021, they scored 5.21 runs per game. This year, 4.70. Home runs, 123 last year, 104 this year. Team OPS, 784 last year, 758 this year. Team ERA, 396 last year, 410 this year. So they're kind of what they were last year. They have one more win than they had last year. And it's funny thinking back to Mark Shapiro's line about we missed the playoffs by one game. I want us to make up that one game this year. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm fooling around here with things. But it doesn't seem like they're better than last. It seems like they're worse than last year's team. There's just, I, it, it's, it's hard to explain. Maybe, I guess it's expectations, right? At no point going into last year, I thought they were a playoff team. Did I think they had a chance of winning the American League? No. This year, I thought going into the season, they had a chance of winning the American League. They were supposed to look like the Yankees. Well, I don't know of any. They were supposed to be better. Going into the season, they were supposed to look. No, like they the were Yankees. nobody. Bark, well, nobody expected. Bark, them to do I'm this. sorry. No, no, Bark. I'm sorry. Nobody. I haven't seen a team look like this Yankees team since the Mariners. That, but going into the season, this is what they were expected. You talked about expectations. Uh, they were expected. They were expected to win the American League. Well, East yeah, and, but and I, run I, away I, with. I, no, not run away with. I thought they'd be in. You know, they'd be in first place. At no point did I think they'd be like running away with it by ten games or anything like that. Um, but I certainly didn't expect, I, I mean, I didn't expect the Yankees to do what the Yankees have done. I don't and, think anybody I'm, did. I'm, I'm not certain anybody did. Nope. So now it comes down to this, and this is a sort of a secondary question we'll ask you today as well. Um, and I'm borrowing this from Jason Stark's podcast because they talked about it today. And I thought it was interesting. Conventional wisdom was that there would be four teams making the playoffs out of the American League East. I think most of us thought whoever wins the East obviously is going to get in, and we thought there would be three wildcard teams, the Rays, the Jays, and the Red Sox. Some of us weren't all in on the Red Sox, but there were a lot of national writers saying that the four teams are coming out of that division. Do you still think, Kevin, that there will be four teams out of this division? And here's why I'm asking this. You've got... The Cleveland Guardians surprising people. You know, Minnesota's, Minnesota, Chicago, and Cleveland. Only two of those teams has a legitimate shot of making the playoffs, I think. Now, the West is Houston's going Houston's to have that sucker wrapped up by Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because And by the way, the Houston Astros, they have the easiest schedule in baseball based on win, opponents' winning percentage. So wrap your head around that. Wrap your head around that right now. Kevin, do you still think the Rays, the Jays, and the Red Sox all make the playoffs this year? Or do you think one of those teams falls out of it? And how, maybe a team how like many, the Guardians. Okay, let's work through this. How many wins do you think it would take to be in a playoff spot? What a, I mean... 90, 91, 92? I, you know, I was looking at the projected standings now, that, and, and I, the, the Baltimore Orioles have screwed this up. Because the Baltimore Orioles are supposed to stink. They're supposed to be Oakland. And they're not. They're, I, they're not going to win the division. They're not going to the playoffs. But, you know, the Jays have 15 games left against the Orioles. Oh, hands up if you're really excited based on what you saw the last time the Orioles were in here. If you're really excited about 15 games against that bullpen. I'm sure as hell not. Ask me what. Uh, I'm ask, sure as hell ask not. Ask me that. What, see what Ross does at the trade deadline. 
Okay, but right yeah. now, I'm not excited about 15 games against the Orioles. So I think we may have to adjust our our, our thinking in terms of, of, of wins in the American League East to get to the playoffs, or by extension, wins to get to the playoffs. But I don't know if I'm confident right now saying that all four AL East teams are, go- are, are going to make the playoffs. I, I, I just don't know. You have to ask yourself, do you think Cleveland or Chicago can have 90 to 92 wins? That's the question. That that that's what you'd have to ask easier, yourself. Easier schedule. Because now you got three. You got three teams in the AL Central who are battling for. You would have to think one spot because of what's going on in the American League East. But if you take away one of the teams in the American League East, yeah, that would mean the other one of those other teams in the AL and, Central. Because you got to figure Seattle. Look, they're up and down. It's it's going to be real tough for them to make it. But one of those teams in the Central could. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, say say the Twins win the Central. You feel confident in the in the Guardians or the White Sox to win ninety one games? I think the I, the, the White Sox are a puzzle. They're get their their left handed hitters don't give them a thing. And the White Sox to me are, are just a, I I don't know. I've given up on them. I've been all in on them for a couple of years. I've mm-hmm. I just given up on them. I, I think that team's window of opportunity is is in the process of of, of being of being slammed of being slammed shut. I like the Guardians, and I'll tell you what I like about the Guardians is you know if they're close. Like You look at that team. If they're close at the trade deadline, if they are where they are, they can do a lot of business because they've got some young players that other teams would love. They've got some young pitchers other teams would love, and I understand if you're a contending team, you're probably not going to take something off your major league roster, but... If 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 you're the Guardians, you've got Jose Ramirez locked up now. Mm-hmm. I I would really keep an eye on them. I, I can see I can see them taking a look, knowing their front office, and also and this has got to be a thing. Terry Francone is not managing for the rest of his life, and at some point, I think you're they they feel an obligation to Terry Francona to give him another shot at this thing. And if they think they're close, I can see them being really active. So right now. I'm not certain that four teams from the American League East make it. Mm-hmm. Like I can see getting to the trade deadline and having some real concerns about, frankly, about the Jays and the Rays. I don't know about the Red Sox. I have a feeling the Red Sox are probably going to... The Red Sox have a better chance of improving internally than those other two teams do. You know, the Red Sox get Chris Sale back. The Red Sox get their bullpen straightened around. I think they've got a better... They have less to do than the Jays do. The Jays have a ton of stuff to do, and it's all got to be done outside the organization. There's nobody in the minor league system helping them this year. There isn't. That guy's up here, Gabriel Moreno, the only guy they have that's going to help them. So, you know, I'm not coming on here all doom and gloom. I still think the Jays make the playoffs, but I'll tell you, I'm a lot less certain I'm a lot less certain about it than I was than I was at the start of the year. Let's go to the phone lines. Bob and Bowmanville. You know, you claim you're not a Jays fan, but uh, give us an honest assessment of the team. How are you this morning, guys? We're doing well. Good. I enjoyed listening to you. Um, I guess, really, you know, what I was saying to your producer here is this. Um, you know, when you watch any kind of broadcast, be it hockey or baseball, and they spoke these stats on TV, it's like, you know, this guy is... This is what this guy's accomplished every other Tuesday when it's sunny and it's plus 80 degrees and, 
you know, he's left-handed or something. I mean, you can craft any kind of message on, you know, when they throw up these stats. I'm just going to do something similar here. This team won, had an eight game, they're seven games above 500 currently. They had an eight-game winning streak earlier this year. If you take away the eight-game winning streak, what do you got? You got a 500 team. I think right now, truly, I think they're about a 500 team. Baltimore, you just talked about, Jeff, briefly here. They're seven under 500. If they had a couple of breaks here and there on three or four games, they'd be a 500 team. You know, it's kind of interesting that way. But yeah, I, I don't think I, I'm just going to jump. I don't. Baltimore is good, but I don't think Baltimore is a 500 team. No, well, okay, I know, but I'm just trying to say, like, if they had a couple breaks here, or there, because. But you're right; they're not horrible the way everybody expected no, them, and not. the way they have been for the last few years, obviously, right? But anyway, well, Baltimore side here. I think the Jays truly, and this is not going to happen over the next month, they need probably at least three bullpen arms that you could say, wow, these, yeah, you know, these guys I'm looking forward to watching pitch. They probably need at least one starter, maybe two, Mm. you know, maybe two. But right now, I mean, it's sort of the same stuff, you know, as, as Kevin, you like to say, you know, elevated fastballs and sliders down and away to the right-handers is still, it still exists, you know, on, on on the hitting side. So I don't have a whole lot of con- – I mean, you're right, Jeff, they'll probably make the playoffs, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence much more than kind of where they're at right now. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call. Look, uh, I mean, your, your, your points are well well made. The fact that The fact that we can come on here on the 5th of July and rattle off a shopping list that long tells you, I think, well, it tells you the Blue Jays may not have had the best offseason. Nope. Well said. Uh, Kevin Gossman is a terrific signing. Jim, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garcia is a guy. Uh, Jordan Romano pitched yesterday, finally. Mm. So he is alive. Uh, hit 96 and 97 miles an hour. But, I mean, there's... We've talked about this. Jordan Romano, I haven't seen... A, I haven't seen... I haven't seen a team use a closer like that in a long time, a supposed closer like that uh, in a long time. And I don't, I don't know what it means. Maybe it just gets back to the fact that it's hard because of the way this team plays. They're blowing out teams or they're, they are being blown out. I don't know. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at games where I think there were, there were opportunities to get Jordan Romano in there and they, did, and, and, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, further to the caller's point, um, they're not going to get all those commodities. A couple of years ago, the, the trade deadline, they got Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray. Um, I don't think you're going to do that right now. It, the problem with the Jays is if you focus on the bullpen, and let's be realistic here, who in that bullpen, who in that bullpen gives you a feeling of security? when they come into the game. For me, I, you know, look, you know what I, Adam Simber, I, I'm comfortable with Adam Simber pitching. I'm prepared for disaster, but I'm still comfortable when he pitches. Jordan Romano, I guess, kind of, although uh, I don't, I would just like to see him come in and blow away a side in 12 pitches one time. That would be nice. And and you don't see that you get a you get some twenty eight pitch outings, some twenty three pitch outings from Jordan. I there's just nobody in that bullpen that that I have 
that I have confidence in right now. And there really isn't. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that every other team seems able to address, right? In, in sure. one manner. And I, I get back to the Orioles. The Orioles, their bullpen's put together by a bunch of failed starters, a bunch of failed starters and waiver claims. I am sorry. It's I, I I I don't think it's that hard to put a to put a bullpen together in baseball I, I, right I, now. I, I really don't. I don't think it, I don't think it is either. But you you were thinking, and I haven't talked to Ross about this, and I'm sure he wouldn't tell you even if you talked to him about it. That they were hanging their hat on a lot of this season going well because of their offense, not not because of their bullpen. You know, they they felt confident. I'm assuming with adding Kevin Gosman, Barrios that they signed. Having Manoa having a full season, getting his feet wet, you know he could dominate some teams. They felt confident with their starting rotation, but they've hanging their hat on their offense. They thought that that offense could carry them to either an American League East title or at mm. least give them a chance to be comfortably in a playoff spot to make a serious run come playoff time. Just consistently that hasn't happened. Got a lot of folks in the text line. We'll get back to the phone line in a minute. Matt in Toronto, when our lineup was great last year, Bo was in the full hole, four hole. I think he's miscast as a two-hitter. Aside from a sub-300 OBP guy batting second, he can't use his speed and base stealing. When he does get on, his is up after him, so he almost never tries. Move Kirk and his 400 OBP to the two-hole. Get guys on for Vladdy and Bo, and when Vo has one to two runners on, opposing pitchers can't bury off speed pitches to him at the risk of base runners advancing. They're forced into the zone for Bo, and that is when he is elite, Matt. That's, Toronto. Great. That's, That's a great, great text. That's a great text, uh, and I'm... I'm that, hey, Hammond, nothing else... I was going to say nothing else has worked. That's not true entirely. But I'll tell you what. Uh, I would think about that. I've Look, I've said, I've come on here, and not everybody agrees with me, but I've come on. I th- I'd love to see Bo as a cleanup hitter in this team. I think it plays in perfectly. I think his game think offensively plays, plays better further down in the order, yes. whether that's cleanup, hitting fifth. With runners on base, he could be more aggressive, and that's not really a big deal. Early in games, you're seeing he, he's so aggressive that it's easier for a pitcher to get in a groove because he can chase, get himself out. That gets a guy in a little bit more of a, a mechanical groove to be able to nitpick, you know, massage around the strike zone, maybe get Vladdy to chase. Like you sort of saw last night, Vladdy took six pitches and struck out looking in his first bat odd against a guy that throws 91 miles an hour who's left-handed. It's odd. It's just it's, it's odd approaches early in games. So, yeah, it would bode well if they had a little bit better two-hole hitter. Adam and Oshawa, too much hype putting these young guys going into a new season based on a ramped-up September? Maybe. Yes, they have the talent, but not, maybe not the maturity. The pitching staff is something else entirely. It needs to be addressed quickly by the head office. If I hear someone talk about Nate Pearson one more time, I'm going to hand in my fan card. Adam in Oshawa. You don't hear him on this show. Uh, William in Peterborough is very disappointed. I think this group can't get it done. They should sell off Hernandez and Gurriel. Maybe not Gurriel, but Teoscar, you you would certainly think about trying to get the pitching that you want. You're trying to mix him in there. Re-signing him is probably not an option now. Just just the, the way it looks and, and where your team's at is very right-handed dominant. You're, you're, you're looking for something else. And you don't need too many of those guys. Tay Oscar's probably the guy that you would try and add a piece, whatever that minor league piece is. And I have no idea. You probably don't have any idea. Not a lot of people have any idea what they think of their minor league guys. To even come on here and go, you package who with Tay Oscar? We don't really know. But I would assume it would be one of your top guys to to get what you want. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't do it. But I'm I'm with that person that texts that. That that is. Yeah, we we don't really we never really got a read and where where talks with Tay Oscar went or. Or didn't go. Um, 
I think it was a lot of it was 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 sort of national reporting in the United States. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah I, I think I, he'd earned his last couple of years. He'd earned at least the conversation. Oh, abso- oh ab- absolutely, absolutely. But I, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say this, and and I, and I'm going to because I, I don't like saying things like this. I just think his act, they might be a little tired of it. Just the way he looks, the way he runs after baseball, the way run after the way baseballs. he runs the bases. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to come on here and say it doesn't look like he cares because that is probably the wrong thing to say. And I played baseball before. I know how how it's supposed to look and, and the way guys who are wanting to be paid like big boys are supposed to look like big boys. And sometimes he doesn't look like a big boy on the field. The baseball IQ, you can't pay for a guy that doesn't have it all the time. And he's wanting big-time money. So for me, it's an easier – it'd be a little easier conversation, I think, now than it would have been – Last year. Let's squeeze in one more call before the break. Chris Rose joins us at 11 o'clock, by the way. Uh, Jim and Hamilton. Good afternoon or good morning, gentlemen. I think one of the reasons why they're swinging out of the zone so much was at the beginning of the year, they weren't getting the calls right, and they were having to go outside of the zone, which really affected them mentally uh, going through. I don't think we have a lot to trade. I don't want to give the farm up. I could see Hernandez and Jansen maybe in a trade. But they don't have a lot to trade with. Mm-hmm. Do you think the front office is willing to spend money on the off in the off season for uh, free agents? Uh, th- thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And in terms of 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 trading, um, I think they'll have to spend money in the off season. I, I and and they have I, the one thing about this fr- this front Absolutely. office is maybe they spent maybe they spent <laughs> wrong money. There you know, maybe you say Kikuchi is wrong money. Mm-hmm. It, it's Jimmy Garcia. I know uh, it's 11 million bucks, but, and we also know again, we also know from Justin Verlander that the Jays, he, the Jays were his, his plan B. So they are not afraid to spend money. I don't think we've seen the, uh, maximum payroll for the Blue, G- Blue Jays, we're going to see. I, I, I think it's there's not, still, I, I don't I know think about there's you. still more even, room. It's there. not even close to a finished product. It's not even close. I, I don't say I wouldn't. I mean, it's it's, it's, me. it's not even close. I, I I wouldn't go that far. I think it is close. Hmm. To, to I mean, I, th- I thought going in the year they could go to the World Series, so clearly I thought they were close to being a finished product. Uh, I am. I admit that I'm a little surprised that they've kind of let the bullpen wither on the vine the way they have. I, I didn't, I just assume because everybody else is putting together good bullpens that the blue Jays would be able to figure this thing out uh, at, at, at some point. And I also saw, you know what I saw what the front office did last year with Richards and Simber. And I thought, you know, if they're, if they're in that situation again, well, we know that Ross will go out and make a trade early uh, and make a trade early to address that. But yeah, you know, looking looking at next year's free agent class. Yeah, I, I think the Jays will absolutely be in. They're going to have to be in on a free agent starting pitcher because they've got some guys in the organization, guys like Ricky Tiedemann and that. And I don't know if they're going to be ready to pitch here next mm-hmm. year. I really don't. So you're going to have Manoa, you're going to have uh, Kikuchi, you're going to have Gossman, you're going to have Barrios, uh, Stripling. Still in your rotation, but you'd, you'd probably see what I'd like to do is have a multi-year contract talk with Stripling and, and and have him back in the bullpen or be the hybrid guy. Be the hybrid guy. Sure. I, but I don't know if I really want. And this is with all due respect to Ross. I don't know if I want to pencil Ross in as my fifth starter going forward. So you've got to see what happens in free agency in terms of 
who gets, uh, you know, in, in terms of who gets signed or doesn't get re-signed. Um, you know, there's some, there's some, some, some starting pitching in free agency. I think they've got to, they have to address the left-handed, the imbalance in their lineup. And we know they're going to do it. They tried to do it with Michael Brantley two years ago. They tried to do it last this offseason with Jose Ramirez. So we know that they are going to be looking for a left-handed bat next year. You just know. Now, could that be a guy like Adam Fraser? Could it be a guy like Andrew Benintendi who's going to be a free agent? I think he's still under 28 years of age when he reaches free agency or thereabouts. That's a possibility. Uh, but there are also going to be teams. They're going to be teams that are look at the Chicago White Sox don't have have an off year. Uh, they're going to. I don't know if they're going to blow that up, but they're going to look at changing some things up. That's going to put some hitters on the market. There's. I, I still think that this team's approach has to be to really work the trade market. They he, they've got to get. They've got to get some quality, quality not in quantity, here. quality, yeah. quality, and, quality and it, stuff. And if that means if I've got to trade. If I've got to trade Jordan Groshans to get a better starting pitcher here for that I'm going to have for two or three years as opposed to going out and spending money on a starting pitcher who isn't as good, then I make the trade. But I, I need quality in here. 416-870-0590. And I can't take you – know, I, 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 I can't sign another Yusei Kikuchi in the offseason. Nope. I, I, I can't sign another product or project. 416-870-0590, star 590. Triple eight, triple six, zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is a text line. More of your thoughts on the Jays and baseball at the eighty one game point. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet five ninety, the fans, Sportsnet three sixty, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Barker's going to push the button. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple eight, triple six, zero five ninety five ninety five ninety six. 590 590 They're saying nice things about Hazel. They push the button. Mm. Jays are at the halfway point. They are 44 four and 37. A disaster, which is actually better than last year's 43 and 38 record. Stop saying that. I know. Does it matter about last year? I'm asking. Go to Eddie and Fort Erie. See what Eddie says. I know he's got some thoughts on this. Eddie, the Jays at the 81 game mark. Uh, Disappointed? Surprised? Are they kind of where you thought they'd be? Well, Justin, Cameron, first of all, taking first of all, thanks for taking my call. Um, can I just make one little um, comment about your free agency thing? Because there's one person I would like to see the, the Blue Jays sign in the off season. Okay, sure. Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. I, you know what? It's funny. I would love that. I would love to see him with the Blue Jays. I had completely, for some reason, I was on Spotrack's free agent site, and, and for some reason, Joe Musgrove, they, yes, Joe Musgrove would be a fine addition to this team. Yes. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Eddie. He, he would be, uh, yeah, we would do that. I would. All right. Now, I, I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest with you guys. At the start of the year, I had the Blue Jays winning via division, not necessarily going to the World Series, but I had, I had them winning via division at 100%. But when I saw what, what the Yankees did 
before the season started by trading away uh, Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt to bring in Donaldson and Isaiah Kanafaleff, I said to myself, you know what? I got to keep that in the back of my mind. And you know what? It's really paid off for the Yankees. And if I had to pick an early season candidate for executive of the year, to me, it's Brian Cashman. Now, about where I see the Blue Jays um, down, like, you know, going between now and the all-star break at this point right now, they have to win as many games as they can. Number one, but also win games against teams that are chasing them for that wild card spot, which they already have one tiebreaker against the White Sox. Because remember, there is no game 163. And I said this on Blue Jays talk recently after that last game That's in right. Chicago. That's right. And yeah, yeah. And you have to win at least. And, and, and if they win uh, two games in the Seattle series, then they'll win the season series against the Mariners because they're four games behind the Blue Jays for that. Well, in that, in that wild card spot, so you never know where they might finish. So at this point right now, try to win as many games you can and try to win as many series, um, season series as you can. If they do that, they'll make the playoffs, plain and simple. Eddie, great call. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, the, the, you know, there's, they do have to st- have to think strategically, which, again, July 5th, I didn't think that we would necessarily be, be, be talking that way. But, I mean, Eddie, Eddie's right. The fo- look, the focus, Eddie, Eddie's 100% right. The focus is on the wild card right now. The focus is on the wild card. You've got to beat the teams that are around you. And that always scares me because the more teams you have to beat, the more that has to go right for you. You know, you've, you've got to, and I'll say this at least, I will say this for the Blue Jays, as inconsistent as they have been, they have been in the playoff. They've had a playoff spot almost from the get-go. So I, I, I will say that. As inconsistent as they've been, they have retained a playoff spot, which is good. But uh, I'm just really surprised on how hard it looks for them to win baseball games against teams that they should be able to go out and have better at bats and, and, you know, get good pitches to hit and throw strike one and be good with two strikes. If you're on the mound, Charlie hand the ball to a better arm than what they're handed to. It's just that's very surprising to me. I, I just for a, for a team that's had the the talks around them that they've had end of last year, beginning of this year, us in spring training, I, I heard I the am, talks. It was off the charts of what they were going to do, and you know, yeah. it was running away with it. I'm fearful that the Jays yeah. bullpen is going to become the Leafs goaltending situation. I think it's already and there. It's going to be the thing. It's not already there. It's going to be the thing that prevents them from getting over the hump. Do you ever think that you would be throwing your hands in the air because they sent Matt Gage down? No. I mean, his ERA is, what, 1.3? But he'd been decent. He'd been better than other guys. I, that's just a – it's again, it gets back to that surprising of where you thought they should be. Now, and the, it, and the, the – Right, the, I'm going to say this, though, too, Kevin. It is true that if you do – you know, the sooner you try to make a deal, the greater the acquisition cost. I guess. So if you try to make a deal now – Teams are going to want more because, and, and they should, because you're getting their player for an extra month as opposed to waiting to the trade deadline. So maybe the asking price, maybe the asking price is... is Sometimes good teams need a, little, need a little push in the right direction. And well, you would think the only way right now they're going to get that is if Ross goes out and makes a move and not the moves he's made yeah. so far. A move, a name. That, well, this is what... That the, that guys in that locker room are going to go, uh-oh, now. This is what confuses me. I'm hoping that we're seeing the Romos and the and, and the Anthony Bondas uh, because 
the acquisition cost is too high right now. I'm hoping that's why we're seeing these guys. I'm hoping this isn't going to be the organization's philosophy going forward this year for whatever reason. And I, I don't think it can be because I don't think they've got any. I, I can't imagine they've got financial pressure. Maybe they do. We don't know about it. But you, you can't you can't Sergio Romo me to death this year, Ross. You just can't. And, you know, and this is a second offseason. Last year they... They 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 invested money in Kirby Yates. That didn't that didn't play out. I'm just I'm I'm concerned that, like I said, I'm concerned that the the Jays bullpen has become the least goaltending. But I'm sure if you you're owner, and, and sure, we're pissing away. I'm sure if you're ownership, early years you, of Bo and Vlad, you've been watching the same thing we've been watching. You got to be a little smarter with your money. Like the Yusei Kikuchi giving thirty six million, and the and the Jimmy Garcia's eleven million. I know it's eleven million. It's not a lot of money, but it's Jimmy Garcia. Like I, I I'm assuming the conversation. So far, has been the same conversation that me and you've had. They've Let's made be a little smarter with it. Like, I, I, it's okay I, to I mean, spend, I spend I what you want to spend. I don't but. know if they have that conversation, but I mean, uh, you know, you look at some of some of the pitching, some of the pitching acquisitions Ross has made. You know, the Chase Andersons, the Tanner Roarks. I mean, there've been some, oof, uh, and they all seem to be sort of the same mold, mold, right? Like just guys who are kind of just guys, projects. Not even projects, like reclamation projects. They're just guys. I mean, it's great to get lightning in a bottle. Look what the Orioles are doing, but but, man, uh, you know, it's, at some point, give me something. Give me something else. Yeah, Terry and Miramichi. Hi guys. Hey uh, Terry. Th- thanks so much for taking my call. I'm a really huge fan of the show. Thanks, thanks Terry. Uh, first point, uh, you know, for a long time we've been looking for meaningful baseball, which we're getting. But I think the fans now, I think we want more. Hmm. And, you know, as great as it is to be fighting for a wild card spot, uh, you know, which is great, but I mean, we have to have a realistic opportunity to uh, beat the Yankees or the Astros. So you're probably going to have to face both of them. Yeah, and you're not beating either um, of them. <laughs> I, I agree with Kevin uh, about not hitting the ball to the right side of the, the, the field. Uh, it seems to me, I don't know what the stats are, but when they do that, I mean, they're putting up some crooked numbers. To me, I, I think, you know, you're living on the long ball. I know that's kind of the way it is in the majors. That's not what it's going to win playoffs and World Series championships. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Great call. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks, okay, there is, there is, when I said that, it's it's just, you you were exactly right. There is certain guys who, who let the ball travel and go the other way. But it's just certain guys that you would think, use the entire field, make an adjustment because you should be able to make the adjustment. That that was sort of my point of, yeah, there's guys on this team. Lord is why he's, his average is going where it's going is because he's a line-to-line guy. Now, he's just a very streaky guy. When he's short and quick to the ball, not out and around casting, he has a little bit better chance of squaring up baseballs because he has hand-eye coordination. Alejandro Kirk's having an all-star season. There's guys that know Bo Bichette when he gets the ball close to him because he's an inside-out guy, he can go the other way. But it's those guys that you would think, because he's throwing it there. You should be able to hit it over there just because you have more talent than the guy standing on the mound. I guess I, That's sort of my point. And I I'm always with you. Find, Last night, the guy's throwing 90. He should, they should be able to get the head out. Yeah. I think that's your point. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I want to see. I, I just think taking the ball to the opposite field, a lot of times, that's, that's just like eyewash. That's something everybody says all the time. Take the ball to the opposite field. Take the ball to the opposite field. Man, I'm, I, maybe I'm just tired of hearing people talk about it. You know, maybe I'm just tired of hearing, of hearing because it, it just seems to me it's 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 something somebody says when they don't know what the hell's. It's not mm. that they don't know what's going on, but it's something that somebody says when they've run out of answers. 
it's like you got to go the opposite. Well, way. I'm going to raise my hand and say I, I say that, and I think you know well enough to know that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think I think for me, it is when you face a guy that you should be doing things. That's fair to. enough. Doing things yeah. too, because you are a very right-handed dominant lineup, and you should be able to let the ball travel, stay on top of ninety, and hammer that sucker to right center field. And you don't do it. I'm not talking guess, about line to line. Right. I'm talking about right center field to the left field line. Right center is the other way for me. It's not left field line. There's a handful of Bo Bichette's and Lourdes Gurriel Juniors who can let the ball travel that much and keep a ball fair down the right field line. Those don't grow on trees, but. Everybody at the big league level who think they are really good and are showing you that they are really good should be able to stay on top of 90 and hammer that thing and make I, that guy on the mound do something different. I guess that's my point. My whole my whole thought about this, though, is, yeah, against Cole Irvin, that's fine. But I think when you're facing when you're facing elite pitchers, sometimes you just you got to get a hit. Whether it's the right well, side, a pull side, what, up the what, middle. That, what, that's... what do we talk about? Why all these good teams get velocity at the end of games? You know what velocity does? It kills direction. Yeah. It really does. That's I've right. said this to you you're forever. Right. Is Which... What velocity does is kill direction. Now as a hitter, all you're trying to do is to throw the barrel at the baseball and where it goes, it goes. It goes, okay. That's it. Then we're on the now same my, page. My, yeah. mind, my mindset when I used to try and hit because I was a left-handed hitter is I wanted to think left center field. But because of all the high-octane velocity now, if you thought left center field, you're fouling that ball off. Because the ball's traveling too deep, now I'm hitting that over to third base side. So if I'm playing now, now I'm thinking about right center field. Because now my barrel is a little bit more, right. you know, direct and closer to my front knee, which allows me to keep the ball fair. I just, it just puzzles me. Why, when a hitter, when a pitcher that's not great, Cole Irvin, he has an idea of what he wants to do, which he did it last night, elevate the heater first time through, hard in soft the way the second, third time through. Like it's, I was standing, sitting on my couch going, that's what he's doing. Well, why can't you do something against that to make him change his mind? And that for me is just a little confusing. It makes mm. me scratch my head because this lineup is uh, supposed to has shown us that they can do that, but a lot of the times they don't do it. And then you hear they're trying too hard. That yeah, for me makes mean, that, me that, is, that makes me scratch my head too. Maybe that's an excuse. Maybe that's just an easy hey. answer to everything. Is we're trying too hard. Yeah, I kind of. Whenever I hear anybody say, "Well, we didn't quit," or "We're trying too hard," I just close the ears because that's to me like giving a hundred, saying we're giving a hundred percent. It's just don't don't tell me that. If you can't explain why stuff's happening, don't say anything. Let's go all the way to Alberta, Jimmy in Hinton, Alberta. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Jimmy. Uh, just off the bat, first, uh, it, it was wasn't it just awesome to see Buck bang that gong? He looks ready to go behind the plate. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to getting um, to getting Can't Buck wait back. To see Buck. It's uh, yeah, awesome. He's stuff. missed around there. Yes, he is. He's missed here too. Yes, he is. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit worried actually about the Blue Jays. They seem to be trending in the wrong direction. Um, their swagger's gone. But they're just, they were bigger than this with George and all the personalities. They're, they're just bigger than this. They seem to kind of has lost their, their mojo or something. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, yeah. I'll pass uh, Jim, that Jim, over uh, to Jim, Jim, Jimmy, thanks for the call. I, I, uh, look, 
Well, let me ask you it this. Is, it's like it's like okay, that. It's like that thing about when whenever you say this guy's a really good manager, he's going to take you to the next level. And I've always been the guy that says your manager's only as good as the players that you have. And I and I think this is a little bit what the Blue Jays look like. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just right now they just don't have the the horses in the stable to match up against the elite teams in the American League, and that's. And especially when you're playing in the American League East and you got to do all the right things all at the right time. And that sometimes will kill Mojo and, and just make your team look a little blah. And to Jimmy's point with George Springer, George Springer is nine for his last 55. They brought George Springer here for times just like this to sort of get them over the hump and sort of set the tone of a game. And then, you know, you see the way he looks. He's favoring a lot of things with his elbow. I guess that's what it is. The elbow and, and, the overswinging, spinning himself in the ground, like it's a lot of, and then that's contagious. Mm-hmm. It really is the overswinging, the the trying to. I don't try. You hate to say it. I won't say it anymore. Just when he takes the big daddy hack, he don't hit it hard. How's that? That's and then that's contagious. And then the next guy tries to take the big daddy hack, and he don't hit it hard. And then the next guy tries to do the exact same thing. So it's. That's why they brought him here, and right now he's not for his last 55, and that's that needs to get better for them to go where they want to go. Yeah, it's uh, that's a really good point. You know, we did we do we always say they brought George Springer here for September, but I think they also they brought George Springer in here to ensure that you don't have that type of death spiral losing streak or that that type of death spiral ten game stretch. And every everybody's going to have bad ten game stretches during the year. Mm-hmm. But you need to you need to have yeah you need to have that that guy almost you need somebody to, to put you on their back. I don't want to hear George talk about it. I don't want to see. I want to see George do it. That's just me. Like yeah. I, it's all it's all the time. You're always asking George for the answer because you know he where he came from and they had mm-hmm. the right answers for everything. I want to see George do it. Lead by example. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Chris Rose, host of the Chris Rose Rotation, joins us next. But we will continue to go to the phone lines. We're going to mix the phone lines along with Barker's back leg bits. So, you got something to say about the Blue Jays at the 81 game mark or Major League Baseball at the 81 game mark? What about Aaron Judge? Can he hit 62 homers this year? What about Juan Soto? Could he walk more? Could he draw more bases on balls than he has hits this year? There's all sorts of stuff going on. 416-870-0591-888-666-0590. Star 590. 590-590. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the Fan 360. And always, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 